Hey, I'm Kevin Burke, 93 Dizzy Dean World Series champion. My eight-year-old team won 50 games last year, and I have so many rings and trophies, I can't even keep up with them all. Wait, you're saying nobody cares? That that That's not going to get my kid to the big leagues? All right, all right. Let's talk about what really matters. Welcome to the Elbow Up Youth Baseball Podcast. First-hand and real-time experience, stories, advice, and lessons learned. Some the hard way by me, a former player, lifelong fan, and now dad and coach. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Elbow Up Youth Baseball Podcast. I'm Kevin Burke, and this week I'm talking about umpires. But before we get started, I need you to do three things very quickly. One, make sure if you are not already that you are subscribed to the email list. That's getelbowup.com. Type in your email, and I'll send you an email every time there's a new article or episode. That way you don't miss anything. The second thing, please go to Facebook and Search for Elbow Up Youth Baseball and make sure and like the page. I'm going to start sharing a little bit more content there. And then also, um, I would like to ask you to consider uh, joining as a premium subscriber. So, um, you know, premium subscribers help keep the lights on at a very minimal cost. Um, The more support I get, the more content I can put out. So if you're interested, again, check that out. GetElbowUp.com. You get additional emails and or podcasts each week you also get access to my private um, facebook group where you me and other premium subscribers can chat talk ask questions discuss things share etc go to getelbowup.com forward slash subscribe or you can just go to getelbowup.com there's plenty of references but if you have questions let me know um, reach out to me on facebook you can send me a message just email me kevinburke2 at gmail.com I can't believe I just shared my email address on the podcast, but I did. So if you have questions, let me know. I appreciate those of you who have subscribed so far and look forward to hearing from the rest of you. Now, let's talk about umpires. Umpires are necessary to the game. They're actually a very important part of the game. And this is not an episode to say, hey, you should treat umpires more nicely because it's the right thing to do. Now, there is a piece of that that we'll talk about in a little while, but it's really about what's the best way to handle umpires so that we all get the most out of everything, right? We want umpires to want to umpire. We need them. Uh, There's umpire shortages across the country for for, for several reasons. Um, I don't buy it that it's just because of parents and coaches solely. I think that might have something to do with it, but um, we need them to umpire if we want to keep playing. The other thing, though, is just getting the most out of them. I I can tell you, and I'll talk about this more, you have a better chance of getting called to go your way if you are nice. Now, I know there's an umpire listening who says, oh, I'm going to call it no matter what. Yes, you are. But we are also humans, and we tend to give favor to those that we like and get along with. And the opposite is true. I don't want to go too deep yet, but we're going to talk about that as well. So um, I've had a lot of run-in with umpires, really good, really bad. I've shown myself, um, and I'll talk about that a little bit as well. 
but I just wanted to spend a few minutes because besides uh, poor instruction or not having our priorities in line, this is one of those things that I hear every single weekend, and it's at all ages. Uh, it's really bad in the 9U to maybe 12U, quote, travel ball circuit, but it's really bad as well in the youth leagues like coach pitch, uh, you know, 6U, 7U, 8U. And that's where I, I have some experience, some that I'm not too proud of, but I want to share that with you today. So uh, sit back, relax, enjoy the episode. I'd love to hear your comments at the end. If you got this in your email, just hit reply, leave a comment. Uh, if you see it on Facebook or somewhere, leave a comment, make sure and share it with somebody and um, look forward to hearing from you there. Now, umpires. Here's the thing. It's impossible to have a competitive and fair baseball game without an umpire. Coaches are going to take up for their team. They can't be impartial. In order to maintain the integrity of the game, we need an impartial, not even a judge, but an arbiter that will keep the game moving and settle any disputes that may arise. Of course, we know if there's three strikes, we don't need an umpire to tell us that, but we do need an umpire to tell us what is a strike. We need an umpire to tell us, you know, who is out and safe on that close play. We need an umpire to tell us if that ball was fair or foul. We really need umpires to use their impartial or objective judgment to make calls throughout the game so that the game is fair and the outcome is fair. Now, umpires have been around forever. Uh, I think the first, maybe the first uh, recorded officiated game was something crazy like in the 1840s, 1845, something like that. And obviously, um, umpires have evolved as the game has evolved as well. And, and, and people start out an umpire for fun and coach pitch, um, guys umpire as a full-time job. Uh, I know lots of guys who umpire just for extra money. I know guys that do like baseball, like high school baseball, and then they do high school basketball and they might even do high school football and they, they do it for a, a combination of reasons. A lot of them do it just because they love the game. Matter of fact, I joke and say when my kids get too old to uh, play uh, anymore, then I'm going to go back and umpire because I just I think it's a good way to stay in the game. But no matter why the umpire's out there, they are there, and they're getting paid to be there, uh, but we need them, and nobody's getting rich. The only umpires that are really making good money are in the major leagues, and it's just like a player. Uh, there's a very, very few and far between. Now, I want to say this. Umpires today that I'm talking about for this podcast are really like maybe 12 and 13 you and below. Um, I do think that, for example, around here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, a high school umpire gets make, uh, gets, makes pretty good money. Uh, for a game. Now, is it good enough to take the abuse that they get in some cases? Probably not, but it's actually pretty good money. You know, are they getting rich? No. Uh, but for a couple hours of their time, you know, they're making 40, 50 bucks an hour. Before today, let's talk about youth baseball umpires. And I want to start with what makes a good umpire? Uh, it's not, does everybody like him? It's not um, anything in my opinion, other than are they impartial? Are they fair? Uh, do they hustle? Do they get in position? And do they understand the game? Now, there are varying levels of that, but I just want an umpire to try. 
Because whether they're making 20 bucks for that game or they're making 100 bucks for that game, they're making something for that game. And anything in life, whether we're getting paid or not, you know, I teach my kids, you do it well. You do it to the best of your ability. Um, and so I also, for the most part, I want to be able to not even remember the umpire. I don't know, somebody said that to me years and years ago, but a good umpire, a good referee, you don't really remember them, right? They're there to keep the game moving. Uh, they're there to make difficult judgment calls or, or rule interpretations, and that's it. So uh, I think that's, that's what makes a good umpire. Now, what makes a bad umpire? And this is probably a relative term. Um, some of you think that all umpires are bad or they made one bad call, so they're a bad umpire, but I, that's not really accurate. To me, a bad umpire is simply someone who, you know, doesn't take it seriously. Uh, they don't try. They don't, they're not given a hundred percent effort, um, or they're unprofessional. And in my opinion, there are few of those. Now they do exist. I hear about it every weekend where, well, I won't even go into the details of all the different stories, but there are going to be unprofessional umpires. There's going to be umpires that don't hustle. And, you know, I think that's in everything, though. Think about what you do, you the listener do every day as a profession. Um, there are people doing your job that are the same way. Even if 95% of you are doing really well and trying hard, there's a small percentage of other 5% who aren't. And that's the same as umpires. So we need to be careful not to lump them in. There's a difference in making a bad call and being a bad umpire, okay? Now, the other thing I want to kind of start with is this is important to understand. Umpires are human too. And I tell coaches this, or I say this all the time. It's, it is easy to get caught up in the moment, but umpires are human too, guys. So in a game... Um, I don't know that I've ever watched a game ever where a coach and every player on that team didn't make a mistake. Whether it was a mental mistake, whether it was an error in the field, whether the coach called the wrong pitch or whether the coach sent the runner when he shouldn't have, we've all made mistakes. So umpires are going to make mistakes too. That's a given. That's part of the game. Now, it doesn't make it easy to swallow, but you have to understand that as a coach. You have to understand that as a parent. Um, I was in a game the other day, and or I was coaching in a game the other day, and there was a questionable call. It was a bang-bang play, and the umpire made a call, and the other team just went nuts. And, and, it was, and it wasn't even their coach. It was the parents. And I thought if there wasn't a fence there, they probably would have, have run onto the field after this guy. Uh, did he make a mistake? I don't know. But umpires are going to make mistakes. And, and the way I look at it, an umpire is going to make dozens of calls in a game. And so if they make them all correctly except two or three, that's pretty good percentage. That's probably better than I did as a coach that day. And I know it's better than my kids did as a player. So you need to understand that. Um, I want to share a little bit about my experience and, and where I'm coming from because, again, as I say almost every time, and you're probably tired of hearing this, um, I'm not sitting in a glass house. I am uh, not holier than thou. I've had uh, my fair share of run-ins. So as a player, I would say I was, you know, kind of a favorite with umpires. I always like to chat them up, playing first base. I stood next to them a lot um, in high school, especially um, got to know several who actually still umpire today. Um, and I see on the field when they umpire my older son's games. 
Um, but as a coach in youth baseball, which is what we're talking about, I, I basically got to a point where my wife said, if you get thrown out again, you can't come home. <laughs> and while that sounds funny, I mean, she was serious because it was embarrassing. Uh, there was a couple times where, you know, an umpire had a short fuse and I really didn't say too much, but uh, I got tossed. But one time in particular, and I share this <clears throat> not as a badge of honor or because I'm proud of it, but to, but to really illustrate kind of where the, the process that I've been through and, and how I think maturing as an adult has helped me. Um, but I was coaching my older son. He was nine. We're playing in a 10 tournament. It was the first time we'd been pitching and, you know, leading off and, and all that good stuff. And the other, the other team was supposed to beat us and we were winning. It was close. Uh, and the other we're pitching in the field and the other team's batter squared to bunt and our guy threw a fastball and it was inside. He didn't mean to, but it was literally inside to the point that the player, you know, pushed at it. He offered at the pitch uh, to try to bunt it and missed and it hit him square in the chest. And I just, I lost it. And, and really, if you backtrack in that game and this kind of goes into what I think makes a good umpire, this umpire, Maybe maybe in defense of me a little bit, but it still doesn't make what I did okay. Um, he just had a chip on his shoulder the whole time. He was one of these guys that before the game even started, so I coached third base, but I was not the head coach. And he made it very clear to me that he would not listen to me. And I hadn't even said a word. Like, we hadn't even started the game. He said, look, you're not the head coach, so if, if you guys have an issue, you need to have him talk to me. And any time an umpire leads with that, you know it's trouble. That guy has a chip on his shoulder. He's one of these guys that's so by the book – uh, you know, he follows the letter of the law as opposed to the spirit of the law. And while I understand that umpires don't want to take anything off of assistant coaches, um, you don't need to say that. And so I knew this guy already was not a very good umpire in my mind, at least. And so um, there had been a couple of questionable calls on some balks. And he did this and he, the guy, the, the ball hit the guy right in the chest. And he, you know, he called time and he said, take your base. And, I, and I'm just like, What? And he said, yeah, it hit him. And I said, yeah, but he, that's essentially like swinging at the, at the ball. And just so for those of you that don't know, if you swing at the ball and it still hits you, that's a strike. That's not uh, a hit by pitch where you get first base. And so he, he didn't want to hear it. And again, he reminded me I was not the head coach and I lost my mind and I ran out on the field and I know I kicked some dirt threw the bucket of balls out. I don't even know if I can say everything on here that I did. Uh, really showed myself. And, and I was probably 24, 25, something like that. Uh, pretty young. Um, I was, I'm, definitely, I'm not a hothead by nature, but it just really irked me. And that's one of the things that I don't have a high tolerance of. If an umpire makes a bad judgment call, that's part of it. If they just don't know the rules, I don't agree with that. Now, to be fair here, I've never umpired a game. But I did referee soccer growing up. So as a teenager, I refereed soccer. So I understand being an official, having to learn the rules, having to memorize all that stuff, uh, and having that responsibility. And it's important. Again, you can make bad judgment calls, but you shouldn't mess up a rule, especially one like this. And so I really showed myself. And after the game, I had to apologize. You know, they kicked me out, uh, threw me out. I had to go out of the park. Um, <clears throat> and I had to apologize. I didn't have to, but I apologized to the team, the parents. Um, and then the... <laughs> not funny, but maybe sad after obviously my wife was not happy. The next weekend we were out of town on a tournament and I got thrown out again. It was the, like the last play of the game. Now in this case, 
I really didn't say anything, uh, especially to be warrant to warrant being thrown out. But needless to say, it happened. And I don't know that I've really been thrown out since then. I have been put in the dugout for questioning a ball and strike. That actually happened this year, but I didn't say anything rude or out of line. Um, but I say all that, um, and that's that's just a couple. Like I've I've had other run-ins. I say that though uh, to kind of give you the starting point, and then to tell you that gets us nowhere. So besides setting a poor example for our kids, besides um, not treating people how we should treat them, you're not going to get anything out of that umpire. Rarely, rarely is an umpire going to change his mind when you show yourself. When you yell and you holler and you show him up and you make a a bad situation worse, you're not going to get a call, right? And I think that's that's the point that I'm really trying to drive home here is that I see this every weekend and I want to tell this these coaches, I want to kind of like grab them and say, listen, you're mad about the call. What you're doing is only going to make it worse. It may make you feel better for about three seconds, but then when you go back and sit down, your team's in the same situation. And then there's going to be another questionable call and you're certainly not going to get the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, I would say there's a lot of umpires who wouldn't get on the show here which I'm going to try to have one soon, but um, there's a lot of umpires that wouldn't get on the show and say, well, you know, I'm going to call it fair no matter what. Well, I'm here to tell you, uh, umpires don't like that, and they're going to remember that. Now, they're not going to blow a call. They're going to – 99.9% of umpires are going to make the right call. But on a bang-bang play, on a judgment call, they're not looking out for that guy. They're just not. And so you need to understand that. Now – on the opposite end of that spectrum is is really kind of the the coach that I have tried to become. Now again, am I perfect? No, but it all it, it's you know unless you're traveling around the country every week, you're going to see the same umpires. I've been coaching now my younger son for several years, and pretty much every weekend I see an umpire. We have an umpire that we've had before, and umpires talk just like everybody else does, right? As a coach and a parent, when you when you play that crosstown rival who has a bad attitude and they're known for that, and th- and you see them pop up on your schedule, you say, oh, yeah, that team. Umpires do the same thing. Oh, that Tennessee prime team, got them tomorrow. I know how they are. Or they say, yeah, that's pretty good. You know, I'm not, I shouldn't have any trouble out of those guys. And that's what you want. You want to build those relationships. And so do I like every umpire that we have? Absolutely not. But for the most part, I've tried to get to know them. I've tried to chat them up. I've tried to see how they're doing, ask them questions. You're just going to get more out of that. Now, um, the other thing, when there is a, this is, this comes down to exactly things you can do to help your case when you have a questionable call. Now, um, one of the, probably the most mishandled things I see that coaches do is disagree with umpires during a game. And um, it, let's let's give an example. There's a bang-bang play at first. And the guy, you know, calls it one way, and the coach thinks it's terrible, and he either yells, raises his voice, calls time, um, you know, kind of makes a scene. And the f- at the first instance, in my this is my opinion after a lot of time doing this, at the first instance of that the umpire pretty much tuned you out it's like yeah whatever guy 
I don't want to hear it. Um, what you should do is let the play finish nicely, calmly, <laughs> call time, walk out onto the field to the umpire that made the call. You don't go out to his partner. You go to the umpire that made the call. And again, you're respectful. You're nice. You may not, it's not going to work every time and it's not always going to go your way, but umpires are, are, they understand that you are going to take up for your team. And they also understand that they're human and that they can miss things. So you go to the guy that made the call after you've called time or asked for time. And then you go out there and you, and you say simply, you know, I, I think I saw that a little bit differently. Uh, can we ask your partner if he saw anything different? Now, this is where the situation kind of comes into play. There's some things that a good umpire is not going to ask his partner. And there's actually things where the partner is just going to say, you know what? That's his call. I, there's no way I saw it differently. But things that I see a lot are, for example, on an infield grounder, uh, the ball throw, is thrown across the field. The first baseman may pull his foot off. Well, in a two-man crew, and I meant to say that earlier, youth league games have two-man crews, guys, and, and it's, it's super hard to see everything on a baseball field with two guys. I mean, they miss, they miss, they miss calls in the big leagues with, you know, four, five, six, seven guys. And so, but that's one example where the, the, the field umpire is out in the field and he doesn't have a good angle. So he can see, did the ball beat the runner or vice versa? But he can't see that the, that, the, that the first baseman pulled his foot off, maybe. And so at, that's a good example where you go to the guy and you ask for help. And, and if you're respectful, 99% of umpires will say, sure, I'll ask him. He calls time. He walks out there to his partner and he says, hey, did he pull his foot? And again, they want to get it right, guys. There are a few umpires that, that have egos. But for the most part, they want to get it right. Now, there's other situations where you just kind of have to take it. So I'll give you an example. A home plate umpire in kid pitch calling balls and strikes. First of all, umpires, they're not going to talk about balls and strikes for the most part, especially if you're yelling from the dugout. Where was that, Blue? Is that high, Blue? Like that, That's not going to get you anything. What I've found in that situation is you need to wait till between innings. The whole point of everything I'm saying here, guys, and I'm going to jump in and just say this. Don't show the umpire up. If you're respectful and you talk to them like, an, like you would your boss or somebody you work with or, or a customer and you just ask questions or even if you disagree, they're okay with that. So in the case of a, of a ball and strike issue, wait till between the inning. It's never going to work out good for you if you call time or you start yelling from the dugout about balls and strikes. Matter of fact, that's similar. That's kind of how I got put in the dugout a few weeks ago. And I didn't say anything ugly, but he basically said, look, I'm not, I don't want to listen. I'm not going to listen to it. And, and look, you, I, maybe you could say you can tell, you know, if a pitch is high or if a pitch is low from the dugout, but you can't tell in and out. And I see all the time in kid pitch catchers, you know, they, the pitcher hits their mitt and they don't even move. And then, and there, and it's a ball and everybody goes nuts well, the catcher is set up eight inches outside. That's a ball. And if you just don't, well, ask. I've had, I've had umpires say, well, you know, between innings, hey, I walk across the field and, hey, boy, where's he, you know, where's he missing? It, it seems like he's pretty close. Is he, is he out? 
and he'll say, actually, coach, he's hitting his mitt, but your catcher's set up like eight or ten inches outside. And that's good because, you know, these these umpires, most of these guys for the, at these younger ages, they love being around the game. They want the kids to do well. And I can tell you home plate umpires want to see strikes. The more balls you throw, the worse it is for them. The longer the game goes, the less money they're making per hour. They don't want to see that. They want good baseball. We were in a game the other day, and it was like we lost 7-6. to six. And the umpire said something after the game. He's like, man, that was a great game. You know, I, I enjoy doing those. And there was two or three calls we disagreed with. And in that same game, there was one at first we disagreed with. And our first base coach, he was telling me after the game or the, day, the next day, was telling me how he kind of said something to the umpire between innings. And the umpire basically said, nope, you know, that's what, that's what I saw. And, and our coach said, okay, you know, I appreciate it. And that's just, that's what happens. Um, so anyway, uh, be respectful, call time, ask on the bang, bang plays on the judgment calls. Um, when you do have a rule interpretation issue or a rule issue, it's never a good idea to show them the, the, the rule book. I see that a lot too. Uh, and a coach will say, well, I'll show you in the rules. Um, <clears throat> that's, that's, that's not going to get you anywhere either. If anything, it might get you thrown out. Um, in a lot of games, it's probably, it's not that big a deal. You need to let it go where I would say this can, uh, matter and you might should take a different approach is if you're in a coach, like I remember in coach pitch, we played Dizzy Dean. So Dizzy Dean, Little League, Cal Ripken, you know, Dixie youth, all that stuff. Um, there are pretty strict rules about certain things that are specific to those leagues. And sometimes you'll get an umpire who maybe, they don't do that that league as much, and so it's not a, a, a high school rule or an MLB rule, and they don't know it. And if you're in a tournament, like a, an all-star tournament, for example, uh, there are mechanisms in place to protest a call or the game. I don't really advise doing that very often. It's kind of one of those once-a-season things or even once every two or three seasons. I don't know that the team that I'm with today, it's pretty much our all-star team from you know six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, and then we were eight, now we're not. So four years that we've been with that team, we've never protested anything. Um, it's just not worth it. You got to put up money, and then the tournament director gets involved. And there are very, very few instances where it's worth doing that. Um, so it's never a good idea to show the rule book, even if you're right. You know, in the case of of me getting thrown out when the ball hit the guy in the chest, you know, um, they weren't going to change that call. There was there was nothing that was going to change that call. Um, that day. And I just showed myself, I'm the one that got thrown out and um, I'm the one that looked bad. You know, uh, the next day, nobody remembered that call and that umpire, but everybody rem remembered me showing myself. Um, the other thing I want to mention is the example we're setting for our kids um, and not to get, you know, too theoretical here, but I, I think this is important. We talk a lot of, about uh, teaching life lessons and life skills. And if you listen to the Mike still uh interview the last couple of weeks, he talked several times about how the chances of your son being a, a college player is really low and the chances of your son being a high school, I mean, a, a, a major league baseball player and actually making any money from the game is extremely low, right? But the chance of him being a husband, a father, an employee, uh, a student in college, almost a hundred percent. So we need to be teaching good lessons and, and, and building up young men who can be successful contributors in society 
And to see coaches yelling and screaming and acting this way when something doesn't go their way, like what kind of example does that set? And that's, that's what I had to apologize for uh, when I did that because I set that terrible example for my, my team. And so I want my son and my players to know how to deal with things when they don't go their way. And even more specifically, when they don't go their way and it's not fair. Because as we say, life's not fair and they got to learn to deal with it. The other thing is when talking to your players, and, and this is important, guys. I've talked a lot about what makes a good umpire and how you should treat umpires and how you shouldn't treat umpires. And you're probably like, okay, what? get to the point. This is something that I tell my team, and I think that you should be telling your team every single time there's a bad call. Every single time. Think about it. In, in most youth games, there are six or seven innings, depending on the age. Let's say there's six. Well, if there's six innings and there's six outs per inning, that's 36 outs that an umpire will be calling. And not everyone is going to be um, a judgment, a bang-bang play, but there's 36. And then if you multiply that by strikes and balls, and then you multiply that by uh, plays that are not outs, and, you, and then you add in foul balls, and you add in rules and all kinds of things, we as coaches and players have to control what we can control. Don't let it come down to that one call. Just recently, I was watching a game where it was like the very end of the game, a, a bang-bang judgment call that was probably wrong at that point cost that team the game, but that was in the ninth inning. Like, what did that team do for the eight innings prior? And you could say, well, they fought and it was that close and they put themselves in a position, but we can't worry about things we can't control. We have to focus on what we can control. And so, you know, and I hear the kids in the dugout saying, oh, that was that ball was high when they struck out. Well, yeah, that ball probably was not a strike. But the other two strikes in that at bat was not on the umpire. The first one was a fastball right down the middle that you let go. The second one was a ball in the dirt that you swung at. And so now you're mad at the umpire because you got rung up on a questionable called third strike. And think about that. We don't want the umpire to be able to make that call. We got to take it out of his hands. And so that is the practical advice today. So definitely how you interact with umpires, be polite, wait, be patient, let the play in, call time, don't yell, walk out there, ask the guy that made the call, if you could get some help calmly, professionally. But then we have to be able to control what we can control, and we want to teach our kids that because life's going to be that way where things happen that you can't control. And so you got to focus on what you can. I could talk about this for two or three hours and share stories and examples, but I really just wanted to cover some basic things that I see each week and then some things that you can do as a coach and a parent to, to either have better results and relationships with umpires or also use as an example and a teaching moment for your kids and players. But if you have questions about a specific situation, let me know. Uh, if you got this in email, just hit reply or leave a comment. Um, if this was shared in Facebook, just hit comment and leave it on there. I love hearing feedback. Also, remember what I asked at the beginning of the episode. Make sure if you're not already Go to getelbowup.com and 
put in your email address, hit subscribe, it's free, and I'll send you an, an email every time I post a new episode or write an article. Also, consider the premium subscription. Um, just it's, a, it's very little per month, and it goes a long way in supporting the work that I do, and I love hearing the feedback from you guys. So keep it coming. Appreciate you listening, and I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>